You're listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with your recruiter, Diane O'Brien, episode number 79. Good morning, housewives. It's Diane O'Brien. We're in the middle of week two of creating and interviewing clients. And I want to do a podcast for you on this Wednesday. I'd say morning, but I'm literally looking at this gorgeous full moon. So I'm not even watching a sunrise like I typically would. I'm watching a moon down, I guess you would call it. (laughs) But the whole backyard is so bright from this bright moon and it just feels magical. And I'm actually having my coffee. Um, I was just now sitting in the backyard and I came in to sit on a little sofa um, in the front kind of sunroom of um, this little villa in Florida, but the moon is just beaming on me, and who you know I'd be enjoying the moon as much as I enjoy the sun down here. Um, but anyway, I want to make this podcast for you today on Wednesday. Um, again, just halfway through um, our week two, but I want to talk about creating revenue because how can you talk about creating clients and attracting clients? If we don't speak about, um, you know, creating that revenue, and of course, that we'll get more into that next week when I, we talk about closing the clients. If you guys are following along with me, um, you know, you are um, attracting clients. First, you're finding them, right? Attracting them. Now we're speaking to them. We um, just about closed our first client. If you're following me on my journey, where um, I have a face-to-face meeting coming up um, tomorrow, but all the terms are have already been in place and agreed upon. It's just awaiting upon my signature. Um, and so, and this client's coming out to actually visit me. So I'm not doing any flying. So ladies, don't be afraid when I say travel. You only have to travel when you want to. Remember, you create your boundaries. So you push back the meetings how you want them and you make it the way you want it. Um, and client number two um, is more in the initial stages of initial conversations, actually going into round two of conversations that I'll probably be closer to doing terms and closing next week. We did some verbal terms today. And then I'll see about client three. I can usually only take on, as you know, one to three clients per quarter, <laughs> um, especially if I'm doing with, you know, working with you housewives and real estate and other stuff as well. So, but creating revenue, I want your mindset um, as we're midweek and we're kind of Wednesday's hump day. And I like Wednesday to often think about, um, used to be like witchy Wednesday uh, in the fall of the full moon, but I guess we're almost there. I'm actually in the moon right now. It does feel a little witchy, um, but it's wannabe Wednesday, you know, wishful Wednesday. I like really, it seems like my Wednesday mornings, it's thinking about, okay, I'm loving where we are right now. Where do we want to go? And so right now that brings my mind to creating more revenue. So we have these great clients and they're going to bring in great money. And that number can be X, can be anything for you, right? Like, um, you know, for my clients, it can be anywhere from ten to $30,000 a month um, on retainer because whether it's biz dev or executive recruiting, my main, my main deal. Um, but uh, it could be anything for you. Instead of 10 to 30, it could be one to 3K, right? Um, depends if you're business to business. These are my corporate clients. If you were business to consumer, um, a little bit more like when I'm talking to you, if you're talking to other women or that's how you're building your business, um, you know, that number could be whatever it is. But how do you generate that income? And I want to talk a little bit about that. And of course, I always dive deeper offline. But um, you really have to have, you know, you have to think ahead of what it is that the number that you want that makes sense. But where do you get that number from? Well, 
it's really, you know, it comes from you first and what you think that value is. And it really shifts. I'll give myself as an example. And I've gone, you know, not only have I consistently grown certain numbers, but I've gone backwards too, right? So I can think not that long ago when I would come off a long plateau because there's, you know, often ups and downs and um, you make a lot of money and then it kind of goes to a little lower money, um, especially a boutique firm like myself, and especially because I take summers off. I'm not consistent as far as the way I don't work like, you know, the way most people do. I take summers off and I take time off when I want. So I might make all my money in first quarter or fourth quarter, right? And so, but that's on purpose. So I think that, um, so it is consistent, but in a different manner than what probably the rest of the world would look at it as, right? It's consistent for me and what works for me. So think about that first, your time that you want to put into it, your energy. Um, and you know, what value, like what, what would make it feel good to you to want to do it? Like when I price out certain things, especially if it's a new client asking you to do something different, perhaps if it's not up a straight executive search client, let's say it's on the biz dev side, or they want me to do an advisory role. I kind of have to think, okay, I, I, especially if they're, um, you know, a smaller firm with not, you know, a whole big bankroll, I'm like, okay, I, I do have a mindset to what they can afford, but also I need to have a mindset as to what I'm willing to wake up and put my focus time and energy on to make it fun for me. Right. And so that's the thing I know, like for me, I can't do anything if it's not at least a few grand, you know, per week, if we break it down to a weekly, I'm not going to be excited about it. Now, that's not to say your clients, you can't do something where um, it's like a, a number base fee. And then if you're dealing with corporate clients, if it's a smaller company, it could be equity, it could be stocks, it could be other ways of making it worth your time. So I do like doing that. Um, if you're working again, housewife to housewife or consumer to consumer, um, in your business more than the corporate, like I am in retaining then for your revenue, um, you wouldn't believe doing equity and such, but you could figure out what makes sense and feels good to the both of you. Um, so maybe it's part of that upfront and then part of it after the results come in. Now, keep in mind that follows even my corporate clients. When I say, let's say my average uh, retainer, let's say 60K, right? But I break that in thirds. So 20,000 upfront for me to get started and retained. Um, and you know, you recruiters and special executive recruiters know how this goes. That's to kind of get going because that's when you're doing the assessment of their needs. Um, you know, really finding out what their pain point is or, or an executive recruiting, what they're looking for. Why haven't they been able to find that person? You know, um, you just cover everything. But after that first 20K, I don't get my next 20K until I've delivered candidates that they like and they're going to be meeting in person, right? Or online nowadays via Zoom or video or Meet, Google Meet or um, Microsoft Meet, whatever they use. So, or in person. So it is result driven. And it's important if you, if I'm talking to you ladies that, um, you know, are working with other ladies that you can do the same thing. It doesn't, you know, you can make it so it's result driven. So it's not as much of a risk to your client. Right. Um, so, and then of course the final, you don't, I don't get the final 20 until the person's hired and, you know, um, and they're, they have the start date until they start. So, um, so it's all result driven. It's just that upfront piece that feels risky, but the more they get to know you and the more they trust you, that's when that's not so much at risk. Um, and maybe that's the number that you have to kind of, you know, finesse for that cut for that customer. For instance, if I have a referral from a CEO to another, to another CEO, 
that is so much easier for me. You know, if I know if they're for a role that's hiring an executive, I can go to that higher number. You know, I could go even up to as much as 30. So it could be like a 90K search. Um, and not in a bad way because that's what I can get. It's because if they're a referral and they're already used to paying 100K, and in this case, I'm thinking of a client that was the case, they are used to paying 100K. So instead of going to 60K, I knew I was okay at doing a 30, 30, 30. Um, and I delivered for them super, super fast because I really, you know, I only took on them as a client that quarter because it was so high and I wanted to really, you know, deliver for them and use them as a great referral, that kind of thing. Normally, again, that 60 is my my point at 20. However, I still have clients where if they can't, if I think they really can only afford maybe 10K to start out with me as a retainer, but then as we get going, I know they're going to, you know, have a good experience. And then by that month two, um, for that second installment, it'll be result driven. Then maybe what you can do, it could still be a 10, 10, and 10, it'll only be a 30K, but you could still make it to where... Um, whatever number that is, maybe it moves up at that point, you know, based upon the results. If you're recruiting based upon the two candidates, you send them maybe, right? So 10 each, maybe it goes to a 20. Um, or it could be, again, if you're doing a little bit of a different business, um, whatever that number may be. So if you're starting with, let's say, another um, uh, consumer you're working with or customer and you got retained for, let's say, $1,000 for your first week to work with them, it could then be the next installment could be, you know, um, another 1000 for this result or 2000 for this result or, you know, whatever X may be. So, you know, in creating revenue and how you tie that to the client, that's the way that I think about it. And I'm just speaking to you from my experience. This is not, you know, there's so many books out there on this, I guess, and there's videos and people teach it a million different ways. And I've, you know, worked with a lot of mentors and advisors through the years that have helped me. Um, but really, I've just come to this from my own trial and error, to be honest, you know, and you think, you know, I have been doing my business for 20 years, so you'd think I'd had this like perfect cookie cutter plan. Um, and I do a little bit in my process I do. But you know, it's I do a rinse and repeat for sure. I do cookie cut, but you have to remember every client that comes to me, I have to customize what I'm doing for them because every client's different, right? So for me to really get in their head and understand where they are and what they need, that's where I'm customizing my numbers around them. Now I have my baseline. Again, I'm not going to work for free. I'm not going to work, you know, discounted because they're a friend. You know, I mean, I've done all that in the past. In fact. For a long time, I'm like, oh, I should be doing this for free until I prove myself. And and that's just not the way to do it because you're um, you know, you, you both need skin in the game. And I remember one of my first uh, bosses who became a great mentor to me, you know, that was like you both need skin in the game. Even if you hire straight commission, well, I used to hire straight commission recruiters, and I used to hire straight commission um salespeople and build teams for companies. But even the straight commission, you know, there needs to be, you know, a draw, right? The company has to invest in that salesperson because the salesperson or that recruiter or whoever acts you're hiring is investing their time. So there really has to be a fair trade between you and the client. And that trade is often between time and money. So for me, of course, like right now, I'm putting out my time. Um, let's say this in doing, I'm putting this out in a podcast form, right? So um, the only money I have coming back to me at all from this podcast is minimal through a sponsor, um, you know, but really where I get the money and receive money back for the value I put out is really clients that hear this or recruiters, you know, that it's helping. Um, 
Um, and then, you know, or you housewives that want to come to me for one-on-one mentoring or coach mentoring or all that kind of good stuff to go deeper. Um, so, you know, it comes back in different ways, but there's always a trade. And if you can't see it or relate the, um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting distracted because I'm here still in the dark in the moonlight, but I'm watching someone walk by my, my window, but they're walking a dog. So it's fine. <laughs> it scared me for a second. I might not get Um, so anyway, um, let me move out here for anyway. So that's the way to think about creating revenue. Okay. Cause you're, it's thinking with your client first in mind, I suppose. So again, you're going to have what you need and want and desire, but you're going to then match that to what your client kind of need wants and desires, right? And and it needs to be fair. And that only comes through talking, getting to know one another, proof, you know, proof or referrals. Like, you know, you want to get to a point of as many referrals as possible because that's the proof in the pudding. You can show them the proof that you've done this before, you've done, done this successfully. And, you know, most of all, um, you know, in creating revenue for me, at the end of the day, it can't just be about that number, but it's got to be about having fun and enjoying the process for the both of you, right? It can't just be you having fun and then the client's miserable, <laughs> right? It's like you want to make it an enjoyable experience as you go through the hard work together or whatever project you're taking on together for that, you know, 30, 60, 90 day period or longer. And um, you want to look at it week to week, you know, to, to measure your results and check in with your client and just making sure that you both are having a good experience and you're hitting your numbers. And look, you know, it's not always going to go perfect. So you need to understand that from the get-go and explain that to the client just to give you a little more insight on how I have those kind of conversations, especially for you recruiters listening to me out there. On those initial calls when I'm building trust and you know talking to my client, I'm like, hey, when we had this 10-week plan, let's say, right, of um, finding the perfect candidate for you, my first candidate might not be bullseye because I'm still learning you know, what you're looking for, even after my week assessment and talking to the CEO and the team and you know, getting that job description you know, figured out and the candidate profile, the kind of market mapping exactly the market we're going after for this uh, perfect candidate. You know, as we're doing all of that, um, my first, I warned them ahead of time, my first can I send you might not be a direct hit. I kind of use that as a calibration candidate to really calibrate, okay, what did you like? What didn't you like? Um, and just to dig deeper and learn more because learning more takes time, right? So week one and week two, even during assessments and getting the job description right, you know, by the time you send a candidate, which could be week three, week four, that first one might not be a bullseye. Now, sometimes it is. I've definitely got a lot of bullseyes, knock on wood, especially recent years. I can um, I can be one and done and make a lot of money really, you know, greatly fast, it feels like, which is amazing. And then you basically handhold the client all the way through the offer, getting it signed. The start date might be months out, but your work is kind of done pretty quickly, which is awesome. And you can move on to other clients. That's why you'd like to have a couple clients going at once often. Um, but anyway, remember just, you want to kind of prep them and set their expectations, right. To how this is going to go down. That also helps build that trust that you need, um, to where you both realize that, okay, if it's not always going to be right. And then we're going to talk and figure it out. So there's kind of that commitment, you know, not just the building trust and expectations, but you're committing to each other, you know, for those 90 days that you're going to figure it out because, if it's an easy out, like there is no skin in the game on one side and, um, 
you know, money or time hasn't been invested, it's really easy to be like, eh, this person isn't right, right? And I've dealt with clients like that um, on both sides where I kind of felt like I wanted to pull out, you know, or they maybe didn't feel like it was the right fit in the past. I remember thinking, um, but that's why it's really important to already have, um, kind of expectations set and making sure you're not putting more skin in the game. The money needs to, you know, match the time investment. So at any point, um, when you finish a job, you know, um, and you part your separate ways, you want to make sure it always feels good to both of you. And now for 90, hopefully 9% of clients, you're not parting ways until the job is done. Right. And so, um, like on my corporate side clients, um, once we're in, we're in until I find the person for them, no matter what. But I do know, like I'm thinking on the consumer side, like other housewives I'm working with, or for you, if your business is working with other women you're helping, um, you might be in week one, week two, and the person thinks, you know what, this recruiting's not for me, <laughs> you know, or this isn't for me. And that's okay. I think it's always important to part friends is how I feel about it, right? You don't ever burn any bridges. I mean, even, you know, I think to me renting, um, houses out. You know, I love real estate investing as a little side thing. And I rent my places out when I'm not living in them and, um, not all of them, but, but, um, a couple of them. And, um, you know, sometimes you get, um, a renter or a guest that you just feel like you can't make happy. Like, you know, the lawn is, um, you know, a quarter of an inch higher than they prefer for their little dog. Right. Or, like things that, or they saw an ant somewhere um, outside on the, you know, not outside, but coming from the outside into the kitchen door and, you know, like weird stuff that, you know, um, you just get, you know, you can, that's easily fixed. That's a problem that's easily solved that they could have done on their own. But if I need to hand hold them and tell them what to do to get the lawn cut or what kind of ant thing works if there's an issue or, or who to hire, I can do that, right? So nothing is unfigureoutable, right? Um, so, but sometimes, you know, you even those people, you part as friends, right? And I think every guest, I can't think of too many of the state of my places that haven't left on friendly terms, um, you know, of course I use a management company, so it's not like I'm speaking one-on-one to everybody. And so who knows? I think I have seen, you will get bad reviews. I've gotten bad reviews on the book I've written. I've gotten bad reviews on people that stayed in my houses. Um, because you're never going to be all five-star reviews because some people you just can't make happy. But okay, I'm getting so off topic now. So I apologize. <laughs> this is about creating revenue, but I just wanted to give, give you more insight into how I create revenue and how I think about it. And I really... Again, I think I'm just bringing that back, those examples to I want to, you know, put the client first. And it really is the golden rule too, right, ladies? Like, um, I want to treat them the way I want to be treated. So if I was in that mindset, even if I think their mindset might be off kilter or not where it needs to get, I try to help them get there, but do it in a fun, happy way to where we're both happy, you kind of move on the next week in a good way of the next month. Uh, whether you're moving together on different searches or business or parting. Um, that's the way I look about engaging my clients and keeping them long-term. And then, you know, happy clients and referrals. Again, 99% of my business is all referrals these days. Um, or they find me. It's attracting clients um, or clients that have been referred. In fact, the two clients I'm talking to one now, right now, one just found me on LinkedIn. I'm not sure if she listened to the podcast or read a book um, or just saw a LinkedIn profile and go that deep. Um, often I ask and I, and I will find that out. But um, regardless, she found me. So I attracted that client. And then um, the other client was a referral from another happy client, right? So 
Um, that's where you want to get to. And when you're authentic and you're engaging people in the right manner, your heart's in the right place, the money mindset is fixed. So you're not doing things for free and you're making good money to where it's fun, but feels good for the both of you. That's where I believe is the sweet spot where you can really create revenue and you can create it fast. And talking about creating it fast, you know, I know I do these I've always taught like over a 10 week, you know, 30, 60, 90, because that's the way I've built my life on these 90 day projects I've done with different clients. And they can go out to a year, of course, or for years, different clients. But I always look at my life at a 30, 60, 90, each quarter, each season. Um, and I think, you know, if you're going to follow my lead on that, um, you don't have to, it doesn't take that long, you know, to create revenue is my point. So we've created revenue, gosh, in like five days here. I mean, week one was last week. And I did, again, there's always a pregame before, so I did prep for the weeks before, but literally within one week, um, we've created the revenue contract. I won't receive that revenue until 30 30 days. So at the end of October is when I'll receive checks in the mail. But that's the goal, ladies. If you get your clients by October 1, you'll be receiving then um, checks in the mail by the end of October. Um, You'll be working the project all of October through November, but be done by the holidays. If you can't finish by Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, which is always my goal. When I say finish, you know, finish the hard part, you'll still be handholding. Um, then the goal can be to finish it by the end of December. But, you know, if you're like me, I like just to be free in December, just like I like being free in the summer, in July and August, I like to be free in December. So I take off those months. For the most part, I'm still always accessible, of course, my cell phone. But but the point being is you can generate revenue with a mindset like that very quickly by attracting the client, closing the client, having that money come in, you know, on the monthly, um, maybe some of you can do on the weekly if you're doing um, housewife to housewife or, you know. And I keep saying women, of course, a lot of my clients are men. They still are. I mean, uh, one of the CEOs I thought was a woman is actually not the, um, someone else I was dealing with recently was a man. It was a name that could go either way. <laughs> so, but everyone else in the company I've talked to are all women and they want to hire women. So I'm still in alignment with that. Um, and I'm still searching for that other um different type of client for number three that I talked about. But um, my point being is um, it can happen very fast. So again, the money won't come in actually hard cash usually till 30 days later, but you can sign the contract in those terms within five days, 10 days, 15 days. And that's where we are right now in week two of, um, you know, we've been creating, we've been interviewing. When I say interviewing clients, you know, it's learning more about them and you're negotiating, kind of always closing as well. So we'll be closing out those contract terms, like I said, this week, next week, you know, it goes into um, different weeks as you do it, but we can break that down, um, you know, very quickly and it can happen very fast. So I'm over 20 minutes, which I always feel like I want to go going too long, but I just hope this is helpful. So if it is, you know, reach out. Um, again, I'm at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com for you ladies listening to me. My corporate clients know how to find me on LinkedIn, but if you're on LinkedIn, I do suggest, you know, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I get, I get a lot on there, so I'm not saying I'm going to reach back out, but it's a good way for you. I definitely want to connect with you and it's a way to help you grow your network on LinkedIn. Um, and for any of you ladies that want to get into the professional world and work more in corporate America, you need LinkedIn. Um, and that's kind of really where all, you know, the big money comes from me still for my corporate clients. But um, of course, Facebook, I'm trying to work more because a lot of you ladies I'm talking to lately are on Facebook. So I'm going to start trying to do more on my Facebook, which I'm rarely on. Um, but um, so make sure you're doing that and getting out there and engaging a little bit if you want to get serious about creating some revenue together. 
um, 4Q, still time. We're in September, we're still building and, uh, and then we'll be launching more and more, um, in the weeks to come and you can still join along. So let me know. Um, it's been great speaking with you. The sun is still not coming up. The moon is up, um, and the moon is still out and here it is 613. <laughs> so, uh, have a great, great Wednesday, ladies. I hope you really have a great day and, um, I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It's completely free to join. We're there to offer you guidance, support, inspiration. And when you're ready to go a little bit deeper, we're starting a mentorship program in 2Q. If that's for you, you have to email me at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and let me know who you are and how I can help. Again, that's hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and I look forward to seeing you there.